All right. Well, good evening, everybody, or should I say good, good, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're listening from. We do have a big crowd here today, so this is pretty cool. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, I believe this might be my first presentation for the year, if I'm not mistaken, but hey, you guys are here with me. Welcome. Now, I did change my topic slightly because uh, I know what I told Dave I was going to talk about was about candlesticks, but I, you know, I thought there's something very interesting going on with seasonality that I'm pretty sure a lot of people might not be aware about that I thought, you know, it might not be a bad idea to share that with you today. And, you know, seasonality is not is nothing new. It's, it's something that a lot of people know about. Some people don't know about it. So, you know, we'll see how that goes today. Uh, but for those who do know, uh, maybe you don't even know, I hope that some of the things that I share here today would give you some really cool insights that you probably did never never thought about before when it comes to seasonality, okay? And, and that's kind of like what we're gonna try to discuss here today and see how it goes. At the end, I do have an offer that I'll offer you a very, very special offer. When I say special, I'm talking about a steep, steep, steep special offer uh, for those who might want to take advantage of it, okay? Uh, but uh, rest assured, I will share some really good knowledge that you can take home with you today and if you choose to use this to help you with your seasonality trading, then you will see how it can definitely improve how you approach seasonality, okay? So that's kind of like what we're gonna be doing today. Uh, now, if you have any questions, you can feel free to ask questions as much as you want. Uh, the only thing I ask is be, 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 uh, be um, polite, so to speak, okay? Um, I understand my style of trade is not for everybody. So if it's not for you, totally get it no problem, but I just ask that you be polite um, when you ask questions, and I'll do my best to answer those questions as, as long as it pertains to what we're talking about here today, okay? Uh, so again, the topic for today, investing in seasonal stocks consistently. The key word is consistently and profitably without having to guess, hope, or wish, and avoiding the ones that would fail. That's very, very important because anybody who's traded seasonality, uh, might have come across this situation. And, and just, well, you know, but before I even do that, let me just do this real quickly. Um, full disclosure, we are not licensed financial advisors. I am not a licensed financial advisor. I am just simply sharing with you the things that I've learned, that I've seen, that I've used to help me become successful in trading with the hopes that they would do the same as well, okay? Uh, anybody who knows me would know that one of my favorite comments, probably my motto in the stock market is this word, the stock market is not random. I truly, truly believe that it is not random. And anybody who knows me knows that. And part of that, a huge part of that is because of uh, some things that I learned um, indirectly from this gentleman right here by the name of Jim Simons, who follows a proven model. And his whole thing was following price patterns and just patterns. And he said, the stock market is not random. He said, you know, even though it looks like it's random, it really, really is not random. And he's a mathematician and he hired scientists, statisticians, physicists to help him come up with um, models that can identify patterns in price movements. And that's all they did. And so he never did any fundamental analysis. He didn't look at um, any of the news. His was just price patterns on charts. And one of the biggest things that he did was he said, if they cannot see a reoccurring pattern, the computer is programmed not to trade it. It has to be a recurring pattern that has 
uh, information and data that they can rely on in order for them to do that. So I really, really like that a lot. And seasonality to me is one of the simplest ways of using this concept to help you be successful in the stock market. Okay. So um, before I go into this, um, you know, seasonality, let me just share a little bit about what seasonality is for somebody who doesn't know what seasonality is. Seasonality is just very simply seasons in stocks. Okay. Just like any business or, you know, even the weather has season. We have winter, we have fall, we have, well, some people call it autumn, we have summer, okay, and we have spring, right? Those are seasons. If you were in a place like Florida that has beach and is sunny most of the year round, uh, anybody would tell you, look, summertime is probably the best time to own a beach rental property. Summertime is probably one of the best times to own a business that caters to people who go to the beach because you will see beaches in Florida flooded with people right? Wintertime, not as much, not as much, okay? Um, so if you understand that concept and say, okay, yeah, you know what? There's a season for this. This is when we make our most money. And then other than that, it's like a slow dead business kind of sort of. You understand what seasonality is. Another great example is tax season, right? We are approaching tax season. Everybody knows in America, you have to file your taxes. And a lot of these tax preparing companies, this is their busiest time. And they're going to be busy between now and the end of April. And then come May, they are pretty much free as a bird. So from May to the end of December, they are pretty much free. And they know this. I have a good friend of mine who, you know, he's a tax preparer and that's what he does. Um, January to April, you can't even see this guy. He's working from like seven o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. And he does that for four months straight to April. And in a way to reward his family, because he barely gets to see his family in that four months is uh, on the day that he, you know, is done with the tax season and everything. He takes his whole vacation, his whole family on vacation. They go on cruises for like two weeks. And, you know, that's kind of like how he makes up for them. But the thing is, he knows his name is Mark. Mark knows that you know, January to April, he's working like a dog, right? That's seasonality. Now, if you understand that concept, then you know what seasonality is. Now, here's the interesting thing. It happens in the stock market too. And again, it's nothing new. There's a lot of people that know about seasonality. Matter of fact, there's even softwares out there about seasonality. But one of the challenges I faced was the fact that I could not figure out how to tell if it was going to do the same thing again. And so, our hope was to improve seasonality because when I first started, I just like, oh yeah, if, if this thing on January 7th, it kicks off, it moves, then I'm buying regardless of what happens, right? And I had to learn very quickly, it doesn't really work that way, okay? It doesn't really work that way. And so through that process, I started doing more research. It's like, hey, how can I improve my success ratio? Because um, I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I first started this, I would see companies like Google. I said, oh, Google in October for the last 10 years had rallied. I said, okay, great. Google for the last 10 years has rallied. The day I decide to jump in is the year that it decides not to do so, okay? And I found that to be happening to me very quite often when I first started doing this. And it was very frustrating, okay? And so that was one of the things I said, look, first of all, I got to improve the success ratio with seasonality because I know it works. We can see the data, but why is it that when I choose to pick certain stocks, that's the year that it decides not to work? Is it coincidence? And I really thought, 
maybe they were watching me. And then I had to think about it. I said, look, I don't have enough money to move markets. So I'm really insignificant. So get out of your own head, Wally. They're not watching you. The key is you are missing something. Okay. You're missing a certain pattern. And going back to what Jim Simon said, I started thinking, I said, well, what were the patterns that occurs every time seasonality is going to take off that might not occur when it decides to fail? And so this is the reason why, if you see right here, I said consistently and properly without guessing, hoping and wishing and avoiding the ones that would fail. It's very key. Avoiding the ones that would fail. Okay, um, I'm going to show you the software that I created to kind of help with that. But again, if you've ever had struggles, success, uh, struggles with trying to figure out how to get into good ones, or maybe you were one of those people where you got into a seasonality stock, if you ever traded that, and then you got out like two days later, only to see the stock keep on going higher. Or maybe you got out a week later, only to see the stock going higher. It's like, wait a second, man, I wish I had stayed in a little longer. If you ever felt that, I know I felt that back when I first started doing this, I would get into a trade, I'll make money, maybe 10%, 15%, 20%. I'm happy that I made it. And then I'll come back a week later and I see the stock is even going higher. It's now up 50, 60%. And now all of a sudden that 10, 20% that I made make me feel like I failed. And I'll, feel, I'll be so bummed. I was like, man, I should have stayed in. I should have stayed in. I should have stayed in. And my wife would tell me, it's like, don't worry about it. You were happy with your 10%. You were happy with your 20%. Uh, now you're just being greedy. And I was like, woman, you just don't understand it. The thing is, I could have made more. I could have made more. But that made me come back and say, hmm, what were some things that I could have learned and paid attention to to tell me it wasn't time to get out of it yet? And maybe I needed to do more. Okay. And so those are kind of things that I'm going to be talking about today. And again, if you had no idea if it's going to work today, I'm going to show you what we do to do that. And the whole reason of this software was to answer one unique question. And that question is, is the seasonal pattern going to repeat again or not? But more importantly, it will also let you see what are the clear signs of when the seasonal pattern is about to begin its move again. So those are the two things. Is the seasonal pattern going to repeat again or is it not? That's very, very huge. Okay. Or the next thing is, if it is, what are some signs that we need to see in order for, for us to know that this is actually going to take place? So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. And so without further ado, let me introduce to you guys the software that we use to make this happen. Okay. Uh, the software is called the Right Side Platform. Uh, you might also call it the Right Side Investment. This is something that I created myself. It does a lot of different things, okay? A lot of different things. But first and foremost is the seasonality aspect of this. And so what I want to show you here is I can bring up any stock. I put this one up here because we literally just bought this stock recently. And um, here's the seasonality chart. If I click over here, it takes you to the seasonality chart. Now, a few things that you need to know about this is that um, this is a 10-year seasonality depiction of this stock. So basically what the data does is like it goes in, it averages what is done over the last 10 years, and then it maps it out so that you have an idea of where it's going. Now, if you see this red line right here, this red line right here just signifies this is where we are today. Like as we speak, this is where we are today, okay? And what I like to see is what it's going to do in the future 
And sometimes I like to see what is done in the past, but I'm not so worried about the past as, as much as I am interested in what it's going to do in the future. So the first thing I typically try to do using this information is that I say, okay, is it possible to identify some times in the next six months? Because this is the next six months over here. This is next six months. And then this is the previous, this is the previous six months over here. And so what I'm trying to figure out is over the next six months, are there some areas that I can pay, that I, that I can see based on historical data of when a stock like this has done well, okay? And so all I need to do is just visually look at this. I can circle this area right here. I can circle this area right there. And I can circle this area over here. So when I look at this stock, I say, wow, in the next six months, this stock has the opportunity to rally. And I can bring my cursor to the bottom, which is what I usually do. I try to bring it to the bottom. I say, okay, at the end of January, this stock tends to rally, okay? Then I can come over here. I can say sometime mid-April, this stock rallies again. And then I can come over here again and say in June, this stock tends to rally as well. Now, that to me is good information, okay? Because I can literally go down. And this is one of the things that I try to teach people. Like uh, one of the first things when people come to me and um, they tell me, say, hey, you know, I've never traded stock market before. Uh, what is the... The, the best decisions that you can give me in order for me to like, you know, be successful in the stock market. I usually give them two. The first one I always tell people is, look, invest in the top 10, top 20 biggest companies uh, in America and rotate them out every three months. Basically meaning that if you have, you know, the top 10, let's say it's Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Tesla, whatever it might be. Tesla's not in the top 10 anymore. But Google, Microsoft, Amazon, get the top, the list of the top 10, maybe the top 20. Okay. And then every three months, if one of them drops from, let's say we're going with the top 10, if one of them drops from the top 10 to number 11, whoever was in number 11, let's say, I don't know, Visa was in 11. Okay. And now if Visa becomes number 10, and let's say Tesla was number 10 before, now it goes to number 11, just switch them out. At that point, get rid of your Tesla shares, use that to buy some Visa shares. Okay. As I do that every three months, just rotate it out. Just I say, if you did that, if you know nothing about the stock market, and uh, this is just my nugget to you guys. If you don't nothing about the stock market, I said, if you did this, now this is not those get rich kind of quick kind of situation, but I'm talking about like investing long-term, you know, um, you will be, you will do well, okay? You will do well because you're investing in the top companies there is out there. Even during the pandemic, if you had invested in top 10, if a company does bad, like how Tesla started doing bad and it dropped from the top 10, as soon as it dropped from the top 10, you can replace that with another company that came into the top 10. And in that way, you save yourself from holding on to a stock that just keeps on doing poorly over time. Same thing with Facebook. Facebook used to be part of the top 10. It fell off the top 10 list. Okay, great. When it fell off the top 10 list, you replace it with a company that became the new top 10. And if you do that, every three months, just rotate it out. You know, just literally, you don't need to know anything about the stock market. Just do that you'll be fine. Okay. So I usually give that, that's my first one. The second one I try to give people is this. I said, learn to identify which companies have a seasonal pattern every single month and build your customer's base, build a list. Okay. Build a list of customers that move, that have the seasonal move in January, and then go out there and build another one for February and build another one for March, build the ones for April, build the one for May. Okay, you can build a list of stocks for each month and then just keep that list. 
And typically, I advise people to get anywhere from 20 to 50 stocks minimum, 20 to 50 stocks minimum, okay, that you can say, hey, every month of January, these 20 to 50 stocks tend to always go higher, okay? Now, if you want to take it further, there's some other stuff that we can teach, which, again, we'll share another time. But this is just the simplest, the simplest format of doing this. Build a list. Build a list every single month and just have that list. The beauty of this is if they do this every single month of that year, or every not every single month, every month for the last 10 years, and it always goes up, well, then guess what? When the next year comes, you don't have to be going out there scrounging for new stocks to pay attention to. You already know which list of stocks to pay attention to. And the better you get at this, pretty soon it becomes very second nature that you don't have to worry about, hey, what stocks are supposed to be moving this month? What stocks are not? You have an idea of what stocks to pay attention to that other people are not paying attention to at all. And this is why I say, even though people know about seasonality, what tickles me all the time when I hear people, oh, yeah, seasonality, I know everything about seasonality. I'm like, okay, well, do you know, name five stocks that can move, that move based on seasonality in January. And you hear nothing but crickets. And I said, okay, fine. Maybe January is almost over. What about February? Can you name five stocks, just five, that consistently move, that has never failed moving in a month of February? And they can't tell you. And I said, okay, well, then, then that means that you haven't really done the work that you need to do. The point is, it's easy to be done, okay? So the reason why I show you this part here now is because I can go over here and I say, hey, here's a stock that moves end of January and most of February. Then I can come over here. The same exact stock can give me another opportunity in April, and it can give me another opportunity in June. Now you have the same stock. You don't have to be going out there trying to find every single stock to trade. But hopefully, now that you have this and you have this documented and you can keep a file of this, you go into your February folder or your April folder or your June folder, and you can say, oh, here's a stock that tends to do well all the time during this period of time. Does that make sense? So that's the first thing we try to do is just identify. And so I'm going to draw these circles again. So here's one area. Here's a second one. And here's a third one. Now, part of what I had to do with the software to kind of make sure that, you know, um, it's helping me out is um, sometimes I can use a five-year seasonality. And the reason why I like to put the five-year seasonality on every once in a while is just to see if things have changed recently, right? Um, case in point, what's happened with Facebook, you know, Facebook was a juggernaut back in the day. It's not acting like that anymore. So, it's important to be able to see, say, wait a second. Yes, it's been doing so good for the last 10, 15, 20 years, but what about the last five years? Is it still keeping that same track record? And so for that reason, I'll put on the five-year seasonality and it doesn't have to match exactly. All I need to know is that it goes in the same direction. So if I look at this and I say, okay, uh, 10 years, let me take off all these lines right here. Now it has 10 years, this stock rallies around this period of time. Okay, what about the five years? So let me take off the 10 year and let me put on five years. And does it show that it's rallying too as well? Okay, good. So to an extent, you know, the last five years has the same track record as the last 10 years. So that makes me feel a whole lot more confident that I am dealing with a stock that seasonality still works for. So far, so good. That's the next thing. Now, perhaps one of the, well, not the most important, but the next important thing is I like to see, okay, 
remember how I said, I want consistency, okay? Consistency, I want consistency. The next thing I do is once I've identified the areas where I believe these things can go higher, the next thing I try to do is say, give me a seasonality scan. And what this does, it lets me know in the next six months, it scans for the most consistent rally in the next six months, okay? And so that's what I'm doing. I say, okay, I know I have three different opportunities where this stock tends to do well, but which one is the most consistent or am I able to identify where the most consistent rally occurs? And so if I click on this that says future seasonality scan only, I have two bars. I have a green bar here and I have a red bar here. And what this is showing me, especially since I'm looking for things to go higher, it's showing me that the most consistent rally in the next six months literally takes place with this rally here. It's like, wow, that's good information to know, okay? This is good information to know. And I've already circled it as one of the three that I want. Now, it doesn't mean these are the three doesn't go up. It's just saying this one right here has the most consistent rally, which to me is important. A lot of people try to look for the most profitable. I'm not necessarily too keen on the most profitable as I am the most consistent. That makes sense? Because if I know that it has consistency, then I should be fine. So we get all this information. I now know that this stock moves end of February, beginning of March. I, I know that it's very consistent. I can even tell how consistent it, is, it has been because this number right here, nine slash one tells me that in the last 10 years, it has gone up between this period of time, nine times. So one time it failed and I'm okay with that. I literally am okay with a nine and one. I would even go to the extent of, I would trade a stock that has had success eight times in the last 10 years. Anything less than that, I don't like to mess with it, okay? I want the ones that have done it 10 times in a row, nine times out of the 10 times or eight times in the last 10 years. If I get that, I'm happy, okay? Anything less than that. And quite frankly, even the eight times out of 10, I only really look at that for two reasons. Either one, I really, really like the stock that I want that, that has that record, or two, uh, I can't really find too much of anything out there currently. So I said, okay, let me go and see if I need to pull in more stocks um, to take a look at. Those are the only two reasons why I would even go to the eight and eight, eight times out of the last 10 years. But nine times out of the last 10, I'm okay with 10 times in the last 10 years, I'm definitely okay with. Okay. But keep in mind, still, even if it's done it 10 times in the last eight years, it doesn't guarantee that it's going to do it again this year. Okay. So that's, that's key. Now, the next step after this is, I don't know about anybody who's ever traded seasonality. If you traded seasonality, you've probably seen this before. Have you ever witnessed, for those who've traded seasonality before, you know, or you, you're aware of a stock that is supposed to go up, uh, let's say January 24, today's January 24. But you go and look at the stock and you find that, that it's already been going up for three weeks now. And then you start questioning yourself, hey, wait a second, uh, or maybe two weeks now. It's been going up for two, three weeks. And you say, hey, should I still jump in? It's, does it still have room to go higher? Because these are things that was happening to me. I would find out about a stock that I know has a seasonal pattern in a certain month. I, it kind of gives you an idea of what date you can start expecting things to start moving, I come to that stock on that day and find out that it's been moving for the last two, three weeks. And then I'm, you know, faced with the question of, should I still buy it even after this big rally that it's had? 
uh, is there still room for the stock to go higher or am I already late to the party and just walk away from it? And that was a question that like, like literally uh, uh, was, you know, uh, torturous over the years back then when I was doing this uh, early in my seasonality trading career. And I had to come to the realization that, you know what, there are some stocks that move, that begin to move one, two, three weeks before it happens for whatever reason, right? Uh, I wonder, and, and this is just me thinking I could be completely wrong, but I wonder if it's because maybe some of these investors know about this, so they start investing in it a little early. I don't know. But one of the things I had to modify was I said, okay, from now on, if I know that a stock is ready to move, I have this stock in my list, I want to start checking it you know, periodically two weeks prior to the move beginning. Okay? And if I come to a stock and I see that it's already been moving for the last two weeks, then I either, one, take a look and see what signals I'm going to show you, the signals that I need to see. I need to see some signals on the weekly time frame to see if there's more room for it to go higher. And if not, just walk away from it and find another stock. Okay? But the key now is, hey, if this stock has a tendency to move right here and it's saying, and I can tell when it's supposed to start moving, because all I have to do is bring my mouse to the beginning of that green bar. And you can see the date down there says January 27th. Today is the 24th. January 27th is just about a couple more days from now. So is it possible that the move has already began? Is it possible that it hasn't started yet? Is it possible that it's not even going to do it this year? That is the question that plagues almost anybody who's ever traded seasonality. And this is what I had to work on to help me overcome. Okay. And the way I can tell is I go back to the price chart. On this price chart, we included some data to help us see what's going on. First and foremost is the color that we have here. On the background, if a stock is supposed to be trending higher, I need to see a green background. So in the event that a seasonality is supposed to kick in and I'm looking at the stock and it has a red background, I know it's not kicking in just yet. So far, so good. The second thing is this right model, which is our proprietary model that we use based on all kinds of technical analysis, candlestick analysis, quantitative analysis that we input in there. And it looks at each candle, at the end of each candle, it just looks and says, here's what you should be doing with this stock, okay? One of the biggest things I need to see, once I know that a stock is supposed to have a seasonal move around a certain time, a week or two before that, or um, right on the day when it happens, what I want to see is for this right model up here to give me something called a buy signal, okay? Um, I have it in there as a buy cover. I'll show you this real soon. And what this buy cover just simply tells us is it's time to buy and expect things to go long, go higher. And if you shorten, you need to cover your short positions. And so what I put in there was whenever a seasonal stock is ready to move, we have an idea and it's ready to move. If we can see the same patterns, going back to what Jim Simon says, we need to see patterns that has occurred in the past. Because remember, like I said, when I first started doing this, the day that I decide to trip, you can see the stock been doing it for 10 years. And then I jump in there and it doesn't work. And I was like, man, they monitoring me. They monitor me. And I had to realize, no, they're not monitoring you. You don't have enough to make them watch you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't move in the markets. You're not even moving the stock. So I realized that what it was was that I was missing 
certain important patterns that was occurring in the past that probably was not occurring this time around. And that's why the stock failed. And so all that, so that I don't, because again, I even use this, my kids, I teach my kids this. Every Thursday, they learn about the stock market from me because I homeschool my kids. You know, so Thursdays are stock market days. And even they know, and I created this in a way so that even it will not be hard for them to see. And it's like, put it in words and all they have to say is buy cover. So what I want to show you here is we know based off of this, that seasonality is coming up very, very soon if it already hasn't started, okay? Now, the question is, is it going to, again, and so when I come here and I go to, to uh, the candle from last night, because this is, uh, it still hasn't updated today's data. It's going to update that today. Not even sure what the stock did today. But here's what I want you guys to see. Last night, yesterday, see how that right model gave us a buy cover? That now tells me the seasonal move in this stock has begun. The seasonal move in this stock has begun. I don't have to guess, hope, wish, nothing. What I know is that I can see it. All the algorithms is there saying, yep, the trend is moving. The same patterns that existed in the years that it worked is now existing right now. The stock is getting ready to move again. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. It's the key to having that consistent, profitable seasonality. The beauty of this is, has been doing this for years, years, every month. Some people say, well, why is it doing it? I don't know. I mean, I do know a few of them, but I would have to go do research and find out why. But it's like, it doesn't really matter the why. It's more so like the what. And then the only thing I say is like, what do I need to see? What are the things that appeared the last time when they started buying that is now appearing again today to let me know that it is time to start buying? And lo and behold, it makes it very simple. All I need to see is that buy cover. Does that make sense? So now that I see this buy cover, it's like, wow, the seasonality has begun. It has begun. And so I can look over here, this stock, <clears throat> if I take off this 10 right here, you can see this, it has approximately 14%. On average, is what we can expect it to do over the next 22 days. Do you want a stock that can generate 14% over the next 22 days? That's the only question for you. The answer is yes then this is a stock you want to jump in on. Now, the other beauty of all this is because of the right model, every single day, you can always come back as it's making it. We already have an idea. It's going to be about 22 days. Every single day as it keeps on moving, one of the things we can do is come back here and see what does the right model tell us to do? Because along the way, it would tell us, wait and hold, wait and hold, take your profits, get in short or get out. It would tell us all these things that we need to see, long stop, exit, short. It would tell you each and every day, just one trade action that you need to take each and every day. Should you be placing your stop? It will tell you, should you get insured? Get insured mean place your stop or buy some protective puts or something like that if you want to do that, all right? It will tell you, you know, do nothing, just wait and hold. Uh, if you need to buy more the next day, it'll tell you buy more because it'll give you another buy cover signal. That means buy more, you can buy again, you know, Part of what that is doing is letting us know, hey, we need to buy and make sure that we can continue buying until we get to a point where we don't need to be buying anymore. Now it's just a matter of just managing it and let the trade work itself out. And if it runs into any problem or it starts the, the, the momentum starts slowing down after a few days and stuff like that, it will show us that and say, hey, take your profit, place a stop, exit a trade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what this does for us. Pretty cool, huh?
Okay, pretty cool. And so again, I know what could happen here. I can look at my five-year seasonality. It has a pretty good track record of doing this. No problemo. Now it's just a matter of like, hey, I just need to trade this. I don't have to worry. I don't have to guess. I don't have to wish. You know, this is not wishful thinking. It's the patterns are occurring again. Just buy this and keep on running. This is why I said we just bought this recently because of that. Looking forward to see how far it would go. Okay. Now contrast this to say 1-800-Flowers, which is another stock that we have on our list. Okay. This is 1-800-Flowers, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this one is very easy to explain to a lot of people because uh, Patrick Industries, almost nobody's ever heard of it, which is very cool because, again, I like the ones that most people don't know about or hear about because then you don't have to worry about all these retail traders and all these YouTubers trying to jump in and out of it and stuff like that, right? Make it very volatile. So that's pretty cool. But 1-800-Flowers is a company that almost everybody's heard about, right? Now, what's so unique about 1-800-Flowers? I can go over here. And again, say, hey, when does 1-800-Flower tend to move? Same analysis. I can circle this area right here. I can circle this area right there. And I can circle this area over here. So these are three different times where 1-800-Flowers tend to move. Right here, we say end, uh, beginning of February. Okay. Then we have over here, April, and we have July. They're very similar to what we saw on Pat Industries. No problem. Then I come over here and say, all right. Let me see what the five-year seasonality shows. And what you'll see here is that if I take the 10 years off at first, it kind of goes up, but then it fizzled out. So that means that in the last few years, it hasn't been doing as well as it did in the past 10 years. So that's good to know, all right? Now, the next thing is when is the most consistent rally supposed to occur over the next six months? If I click on here and lo and behold, the most consistent rally is about to take place. Bingo. So when this green box pop up, I want to make sure that it's showing up in one of these circles that I drew because I can visually see these are the times when it goes higher. The only question is, which one out of these three is the most consistent? And right now, the fact that this is showing over here tells me, wow, I am about to embark on that stock that uh, I am about to invest in a stock that is ready to embark on its most consistent rally ever. Now, 1-800-Flowers, why is this important? When I first discovered 1-800-Flowers was back in 2016. And at that time, for the last 18 years, this was in 2016. So 18 years prior to that, 1-800-Flowers had never failed to rally in the month of February. Never. 18 years in 2016. And then I got into 16, made money in 2016, made money in 2017, made money in 2018, made money in 2019, made money in 2020 during the pandemic, still made money. 2021, made money. Last year, at that point, I was like, it's a no-brainer. I, I mean, this is a slam dunk. I mean, it's been so consistent for so long, and it made sense. And the storyline behind why it made sense was one thing that everybody celebrates around the world is what? Valentine's. Very interesting how the stock tends to rally the week or two before Valentine's all the way up until Valentine's Day. It made sense. People are buying flowers, delivering flowers everywhere. When the pandemic came, I said, okay, maybe it's not going to work this year, but it did. And very interesting. I was like, you know, when I was trying to do the research, like, wow, this is kind of interesting. Why did it work this year? Come to find out, you know, people were placing orders online. So even though the pandemic was going on, people were still placing orders and delivering electronic flowers as well 
as real flowers to one another. So, okay, great, man. This is a you know uh, fail-safe type of type of investment. We've seen returns of twenty percent, thirty percent, up to fifty-seven percent in literally two, three weeks on the stock alone. That's not trading options. That's not using margins. I'm just talking about the stock itself. If you don't believe me? Go back and check it. You'll see. I'm not making any of this stuff up. Okay. So last year, one eight hundred flowers was coming around, and you know, by that point, I had already got so confident, so confident to the point that honestly, I got, I got arrogant. And I said, oh yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and buy 100 flowers. And I had, I even had my nephew saying, hey, um, should we wait for the signal? I said, ah, it's 100 flowers. It's never failed. It's going to do it again. Right. And I jumped in and it had no signal, none. And I was like, oh no, it's going to come around. It's going to come around. It's going to come around. And it never did. And I actually lost money. It was the first time I ever lost money on 1-800-Flowers because I failed to follow my own rules, which is make sure for the signal. What is the signal? Same thing that I showed you. Green background, buy cover. If you don't see that, then there's a chance that it won't work. And 1-800-Flowers was one of the best examples I could use because, again, for almost 20-something years, never failed. Then all of a sudden, boom, it fails. Why? I don't even know. But even though I lost money, it was my fault because, again, the signs were there saying, don't buy it yet. I was the one that tried to overrule my own system because I thought I knew better when the data was not supporting that. But I thought, oh, no, data will catch up. Data will catch up. So I learned a very valuable lesson because of that. Right now, we are prepared to invest in 1-800-Flowers. Again, we are right in that window where Valentine's, if you go to Walmart right now, Go to any Walmart right now. What are you going to see? Valentine's stuff out there. People are already beginning to plan. I'm seeing ads all over the place trying to encourage people like, hey, plan your Valentine's Day. Plan your Valentine's Day. It's already beginning to happen, ladies and gentlemen. The interesting thing is, and this is why I tell people who say, oh, I know about seasonality. I'm saying, okay, well, then how many times did you trade 1-800-Flowers over the last six, seven years? If the answer is none, then trust me, you might know about it, but you're not applying it the right way. And so 1-800-Flowers, we know <clears throat> that at the end of January, going into February and up until about like February 20, like, or at least March, usually by, by February 15, I'm done because everything else just kind of goes sideways after that. But I know that the first, the last week in January and leading up until Valentine's Day is usually the best times you can flowers, okay? And one of the things is that <clears throat> when that when that happens, we'll see the signal. Now, in this case, we didn't last year. So now I told myself, I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm going to make sure that I pay attention to the signals. And here's what we got right now. Notice what we have. So at this stage, first and foremost, we have a red background. So this is telling me don't buy 1-800-Flowers just yet. So that's very different from Patrick Industry. Patrick Industry is like, <laughs> the move has already began. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is saying, not yet, which is the same thing it told me last year, but I was the one that chose to ignore it and said, no, 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 we're getting to the end of the year. I'm going to just go ahead and buy. I can jump in early. It's going to come back up. Learn my lesson from that. And I'm encouraging you guys, please don't do that. Make sure you follow the data. So what's I'm, what I'm seeing right now is, hey, all right, good. Right now, because it's bearish, it's just telling even the bears, it's not even telling the bearish people to start getting out of their bearish position. It's just saying, hold on and let's see what happens. If that's the case for me, and I'm saying I should not be buying 1-800-Flowers just yet. The good news is 
I'm very eager to see where it's going to go, you know, but I'll come back. You know, it doesn't take me that long. You just come back every day and say, look, 1-800-Flowers, let me just see, did we get a buy signal? Did we get a buy signal? Did we get a buy signal? And I'll keep on doing that until I see a buy signal. But the one thing is, I know that this stock has a good track record. Last year was the only time it ever failed. And so if that's the case, I just need to be patient. And this is what we're waiting on. So we're just waiting on this to give us our buy signal. If we get our buy signal, I will be buying 1-800-Flowers again, because that would tell me everything is back on track again. It's time to invest in it, which is another thing that I've seen some people, some mistakes I've seen some people make in the past. It's like they traded seasonality. It didn't work one year. And if you, especially if they were like me when I first started, the year that I jumped in was the year that it decided to fail. So I feel bad for anybody who tried to jump into 1-800-Flowers last year for the very first time because of seasonality. And I was like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. And so because they have that experience and they did not get the same experience I had of trading seasonality for almost six years prior to a drop in. They're going to just say, oh, yeah, it doesn't work. There's many times, even gold did the same thing too, where for two years in a row, it didn't work. Third year, boom, right back on track again. It's getting to be right on track again. A lot of people not paying attention to these things. Do you know when Apple has a seasonal move? Do you know when Microsoft has its season? You know, when I teach my kids, I teach my kids, I tell them it's, you know, because I have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, and I started teaching them at the age of five. And I told them, I said, it's like birthdays. That's what I told my kids. I said, it's like a birthday. It said, you know how everybody celebrates birthdays? And I was like, yeah. I said, well, every stock has a birthday too. It's called seasonality. I can literally bring my kids. Now my, my daughter is eight years old now. My son is 11. But it's like, you know, they still see this. You know, they know what seasonality is, but they prefer to call it birthdays because that's how they learn. It's like, oh yeah. When is, when is 1-800-Flowers birthday? And I said, great. And then I told them, I said, you know how your friends might have a birthday? But you have to be invited to the birthday to go. And if they don't invite you, then you can't go because some of them might celebrate their birthdays and some of them might not celebrate their birthdays. So that's the same thing with seasonality. Sometimes they celebrate it. Sometimes they didn't. 1-800-Flowers did not celebrate their birthday, quote unquote, last year. I said, that's the first thing. But the second thing is you got to make sure that you're invited. And my daughter said, well, how do I know if I'm invited? They're not going to send us a letter. I said, well, technically speaking, they do by looking at the buy cover signal. I said, if you see a buy cover signal, then you're invited. I said, that's it? I said, that's it. Wait for the buy cover signal. You know what month they have their birthday and then just look for the buy cover signal. If they give you one, it's time to buy. I said, okay. And that's literally what they're doing. So even for them, part of their job is write down what stocks do you prefer to attend, quote unquote, their birthdays each month so you can make money, okay? 1-800-Flowers, typically celebrates its birthday, quote unquote, in February because of Valentine's. Right now, we don't know if they're going to actually have this party or if they're going to have this rally. So we wait for the invitation. The invitation is when the right model gives us a buy cover signal. Get that. And I don't ask questions. I attend by investing my hard-earned money into it. And then each and every day, I just watch and see what it says. I come back each day. It's one. Did it tell me to get out? Did it not? Did it tell me to get out? And on a day it tells me place your stop or it tells me like take profits and get out and exit. Boom. I'm done. It's almost kind of like saying, hey, the party's coming to an end. Go home. I don't have to think, hope, wish, guess. Nothing like that. Does that make sense? So this is how we have been able to successfully trade seasonality. This is how we've been able to do well. This is how we've been able to focus on the ones that are going to do really, really well. 
all right? I have many more. Uh, this is NVIDIA, okay? Same thing. Um, seasonality tells you that it kicks off right around the same time, January 27, okay? Interesting enough, you go to the price chart on the weekly time frame right here, it gave us a buy signal. Last week, it gave us a buy signal. Is it any wonder why NVIDIA is doing so well this week already? Not to me. It's kicking off its seasonality already, okay? Um, Micron, same thing. You go here to the seasonality chart, look at this. I mean, these are well-named companies that a lot of people, like how many people knew Micron has a seasonality? And look at this, 10 and 0, never failed in the month of January, February. Never failed for the last 10 years. People say, oh, I know about seasonality. Did you know Micron does that? Did you know NVIDIA? Go back to NVIDIA, okay, and see the seasonality chart. 10 and 0, never failed. That means even during pandemic and all this, it never failed January going into February. Never. Wow. Never failed. Okay. Is it guaranteed to do it again this year? Well, we don't know until we come over here and we say, hey, wait a second. We just got a buy signal as well. It's time to go. Yes, it's working. You go to Micron. Okay. Is it going to do it again this year? We go to the chart and we see, wait a second. We got a buy signal. The same patterns that existed are existing again, and they are ready to go higher. And some of the questions people then would ask is like, this is something else I have to do is like, okay, I have an idea of how much it can go higher, which is 9% in 20 days, okay? And again, this is just the stock. This is not options. This is not margins. So if I know that 9%, it's like, okay, the other thing I try to do here is see this harp line right here. This harp line was created to help us get an idea of how high it can go based on recent price movement. So, because what if it doesn't do exactly 9%? What if it's going to do more based on the momentum that we see? What if it's going to do less because there's not enough momentum there? Well, that's what this harp line does for us. Because then what I do is I can come here and I say, look, the one area that I expect Micron to get to is this level over here where that harp line is. So it gives me an idea and I can come over here and say, wow, about $64.70 or $64.50. I feel very confident that Micron is going to reach that level. For those of you guys who trade options, can you imagine what you can do with that type of information? Can you imagine if you guys were prepared for Micron like we were already prepared for Micron last week? Can you imagine how you can take advantage of this information and use it to your benefit? Only because it's the same pattern that keeps on reoccurring over and over and over again. Here's one that a lot of people don't talk about, realty income. Same thing, ladies and gentlemen, come over here. This one is a shorter period of time. It's 12 days, never failed in this period of time. All I need to do is go to the chart and see if I have a buy signal. Hello, this tells me the move is about to take place and come over here. I don't have that much room, but guess what? This is a stock that is going up here to about $68, about another two, maybe another dollar, dollar and a half price increase on this, okay? Another dollar, dollar and a half price increase on that. Easy. What can we do with that type of information? Here's this host Merit Financial Trust, right? This is the financial trust for Merit Hotels. I, told, I don't know if I told you guys this, but hotels do, a lot of hotels do well in January. Airlines do well in January. Cruise lines do well in January. You ask yourself why? I don't know. Maybe because a lot of people are traveling after the holidays. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But Again, people don't pay attention to this, okay? So we can see this right here. 
July is another good time to invest in like airlines, hotels, rental cars. Why? Because a lot of people travel for 4th of July. And I tell people this all the time. It's like, you mean to tell me you know my seasonality and you're not prepared for all these opportunities in the market? You're missing out. And this is why I don't stress about having to figure out what to trade every single day. I already knew. Like People hear me say this all the time. I don't pay attention to the market. I mean, to news. I don't need the news. It's because I go based off patterns. People are like, oh, don't you need to like read and digest all the news that's going on in China and Ecuador and, and Russia and all this stuff before you do anything? I'm like, nope. Why? Because I already know which stocks are supposed to move this month. And the question is, are they going to move again? And when the time comes, I'll see it. If not, I don't have to do anything. As long as I don't get arrogant like I did last year with 1-800-Flowers, because 1-800-Flowers have been by far my best trades ever. I do that religiously every year. As long as I don't do that, I'm fine. Okay? So here's this right here. You put that up there. Nine times in the last 10 years, about 11% move. I can come over here and say, what's going on right now? Buy signal. Where's the buy signal? I look up here to see when I move my mouse to the very last candle, can even put it last week. It was already telling us it's time. The movement have begun, has begun. Boom, boom, boom. And each day, each week, I just need to know what it needs to tell me and I can manage this successfully. Here's another company, Analog Devices. Same thing. I use some well-named companies. We had Google that we traded as well too. Excuse me. But at the end of the day, all kinds of stocks. Okay, analog devices right there. This one has a longer period of time. This is good information, especially for those who are trading options. A lot of things that, you know, when I invite you guys to come join us next on, on Thursday, this coming Thursday, we're going to have an event this Thursday where I go into advanced seasonality, you know, show you how to use this information, especially if you're trading options and stuff like that. Look at this, literally just gave us a buy signal yesterday. Okay, and this is not even, I'm not even trying to analyze candlesticks. I'm not even analyzing uh, 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 chart patterns or anything like that that just even gives you more information and everything like that. But my goodness, when this is now telling us it is time to buy, okay, it's time to buy. Uh, what's the track record on this stock right here? Nine times in the last 10 years, 8% interest uh, return on your money, okay? Consistency. Go over here. You see that 8% is not a lot, but if you want 8%, this stock can get you that. What can you do with the options on this? Or if you had margins on something like this, a two-for-one margin alone is 16%. Let's start wrapping things up. This is Google. I said we just traded Google. Same thing we knew about Google. This happens on Google. We go over here to the chart. Google had already started taking off. We actually started buying Google about two weeks ago because on the daily time frame of Google, because we were already aware of this. And again, this is why I keep on telling people, People say, oh, they know about this. They know about this. I'm like, where are you paying attention to this? We knew about Google and we had a buy signal as far back as almost two weeks ago. Remember I said some of them start moving two weeks prior. So we already knew that. We were waiting, waiting, waiting. It's like, oh, wow, we got a buy signal. And uh, interesting enough, I didn't even catch it on that day. It was this day right here on the 13th that I saw it. And I was like, wait a second, yeah, let me go back and check Google again, you know, because I know it's supposed to be happening soon. Let me just check. And then I came back. I was like, wait a second, two days ago, it gave us a buy signal. I was like, oh, man, I need to jump on this. And we, we, we literally had a call. This was on Monday night, last week, Monday, not yesterday, but last week, Monday. And I said, guys, I said, Google is ready to take off. Uh, I wish I, sh I should have shown you um, 
one of the comments that one of the guys sent me is like, man, I jumped in the very next morning. And I said, all right, jump in. Now, once you jump in, you know, we get, we got the buy signal here. Over here, it just says, hold on to your position. This wait and hold that you see here on the, on the right model, that's all it's doing. It's just telling you wait and hold. Just wait. Hold on to your position. Don't panic. Don't do anything. The next day was a red day in the market. And notice what they told you to do. Just wait and hold. Don't panic sell. Don't do anything. The day after that, wait and hold. We could use the harp line and we could see where we expected it to go. So from the time that we got in over here, we expected it to come up to somewhere around here and look at where we are. We already made our money. At this point, it's free for all. And we've already put in some stops in place. We've already taken some off the table. We've done our job. Okay. Anything else after this literally is bonus. Unfortunately, this is when most people are going to try to start jumping into Google, right? And so we saw this and said, wait and hold, wait and hold. Then boom, we were rewarded for wait and hold. And then two days ago, we were really rewarded. I mean, this is, I'm sorry, on Friday, we were really rewarded on Friday. Yesterday went even higher. Like we've already reached our target, cash out and move on or protect yourself, play some stops and do something, but do something is what this is telling us. Okay. Last but not least, this is another stock that a lot of people don't hear about. It's part of the Dow Transportation Companies, Landstar. A lot of people don't hear about this. And I, I'm checkering good companies that we've heard about and those that we haven't heard about in between all this so we can see that look, it's not just limited to the good companies. January 31st, boom, right there. Okay, go over here. Now that we have a buy signal, this was literally yesterday. I know it's time for us to do something with this. Okay, so let me wrap this up. <laughs> Excuse me. I hope this helps uh, to a certain extent. It can be done. Um, <clears throat> what I'm going to do is, if you have questions, you can ask questions. But let me just, you know, tell you a little bit more about what we're going to be doing as far as this advanced seasonality trading is concerned. Uh, this Thursday, like in two days, literally Thursday night uh, at 7:30 p.m. Hopefully, I'm not sure if you know this event is still going to be running on and stuff like that. But uh, for those of you guys who decide to take advantage of this. Uh, go to this link right here, rightsidetrain.com forward slash seasonality. Okay. You can come join us there at 730 Eastern. It's going to be recorded. All right. So even if you can't attend live, the recording is going to be there. Um, some of the things that we're going to be covering is how to identify the best target for where you can expect things to go. I've kind of showed you one right now. I'm going to show you more stuff on Friday, uh, on Thursday that shows you how you can tell where price is going to go realistically. No guessing, no hoping, no wishing. Right. This is going to help a lot, especially if you're an options trader. Okay. Um, we already have an idea of how to determine the number of days. Uh, but again, even though the computer gives us a number of days and says, hey, this should last 40 days, but what if it's not going to do that? I'm going to show you how to like double check that. I'm going to show you how to do that, even if you don't have the software um, to help you. Okay. Um, that way you know what to do, especially, and, and as well as the target thing too. Like, let's say you decide you don't want the software, like you just want to do it on your own. It's important to understand, even without the software, how to tell where this is going. What's the target to expect realistically so you can plan for that. And then choosing the best and safest options and option expiration as well as the strikes. That's something for especially anybody who's interested in options. Um, I'll show you how we do this. You know, um, what type of, strike price, expiration, um, what are the best type of options to put on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these are the kind of things, especially if you know there's a very 
high chance, very huge consistency ratio on these stocks to do what they need to do. Uh, I'll show you that. And then finally, uh, I'll show you some indicators that you can use, even if you don't want our platform uh, indicators that you can use so that, again, once you go on to find your own, uh, you can teach this to your kids, your children, your grandchildren, wherever it is that you want to teach it to. But you can do this either manually or you can use the software to kind of do that. Okay. But I'm going to show you some indicators that can help you with that. These are kind of things that we're going to go over. I'm going to show you more examples and it will answer as many questions as people have. Uh, I'll show you how to build your list. Um, I'll show you how to even find them. That's another thing that I'm going to show you, how to find them, how to use them. Uh, here's the, the scan that I did. Just so you guys can see, there's so many stocks. If you ever wonder how many can you really have, let me see if I can blow this up a little bit. Okay. This is literally a scan uh, that I ran like a couple of days ago. You can see this uh, January 22nd, two days ago. Right. And all these stocks right here. Okay. And I'll show you how you can build this list. I mean, if I scroll down here, this is what, uh, that's 100. And, and this is, these are the ones that I cherry picked. Okay. These are the ones that I literally cherry picked myself. Uh, meaning that these are companies that are well-named companies that I know of, that I like, that I don't mind getting involved in, okay? Uh, if I show you part of the original list, let me show you this list right here. Here is the original list, and there are tons of stocks, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I mean, I can show you over the next 30 days. These are just the number of stocks over the next 30 days that you can see 416 stocks in the next 30 days from now to February 25th that have, and all these are nine intense nine times in the last 10 years 10 times in the last 10 years okay all these right here and there's a whole lot more um the original list had what 2860 stocks that you can look at okay this is just for the next 30 days there's about 400 i mean you can't trade them all ladies and gentlemen and so what i did was i just go through each and one of these and i say okay let's say i'm looking at this right here i say oh all state i like all state uh, J.M. Smucker. I like that one. And so what I do is then I, I, I hand select the ones that I like um, that is already um, either on my list or not on my list. And I just kind of put it on this list right here. Okay. So I'll show you how to find this, how to put this together so that you can build your own list as well. The beauty of this is once you have this list here now, just keep that list because guess what? Next year, it's the same exact stocks that you're going to have on this list. That can help you out. Okay. And so that's kind of like what we're going to be doing. Um, so again, go to this. Now, typically, if you go on my website, literally right now, 367 per month, and that's the price that we charge. And I feel like you it's worth every single penny. I always tell people, look, if you use seasonality and you don't make $367 a month, you're doing something wrong. I will get with you and show you why you're doing something wrong. And then we offer a discount for $774 for three months. So you can get a discount in there. Basically, you pay pretty much two months and then you get one month free. All right. But today, for those who take action today, and it's only today, it expires tonight. I am giving you, you can you have two choices. Pay $97 so that you don't say, oh, I spent so much money, right? Pay $97 and you get 30 days. You only get 30 days one time. It's not going to renew. It's just one time, see whether you like it or not, okay? Or if you want to really take advantage of this, pay $297 and you will have access to this software for the whole year, the whole year. I'm talking about from now to next year, uh, January, 2024, okay? I'm doing this because one is the new year, get people started off right. You have all the tools 
to help you do what you do. And then you come to the class on Thursday night. And then I even show you, you know, even more advanced stuff that you need to do. And, and, and then the software just kind of makes it so much easier for you. But the software does more than just seasonality. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you take advantage of this 297, okay? If you cannot make your money back, if you cannot make $297 back in a year, you do not belong in the stock market. I'm gonna tell you that right now, okay? But this offer, because I'm, I'm literally dropping, that's over $4,000 that other people would pay. They pay month to month to month, okay? $4,000, I mean, you're not, you're saving, yeah, you're actually saving $4,100, almost $4,100 you're saving, literally by taking action tonight, okay? So I highly, highly suggest it. Literally after tonight, uh, Eastern time, the offer is gone, okay? Because I'm doing this very, very special for those who want to take advantage of it. After that, it goes back to the regular one, which is uh, this right here, okay? Uh, does the software um, does the software come with 12-month access? Yes, the software, that's what I'm saying. So if you get this, if you get this today, you get the 12 months access. Does that make sense, Daniel? Uh, Frank is saying, thanks for the offer I'm in. You're welcome, okay? And Daniel's saying, yes, thank you. Guys, again, if you don't wanna do the whole 12 years, because for whatever reason, you might be skeptical. Pay the $97, get it for 30 days and see how that works. But I'm gonna show you, you're gonna build your list. I'm gonna show you how to identify the ones that you need to be focusing on, the ones that are not going to help you. Um, I'm going to show you how to um, make sure that you keep track so that you don't lose track of time. And even if you did, how to like, you know, focus on the new ones, um, you know, how to trade them, because it's one thing to find them. It's another thing to manage them until they get out, until you get out with a success. We're going to go into options for those who want to trade options on this. Okay. Where's the best place to place your options and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to trade with margins, I love trading with margins personally. Okay, um, because again, a 10% move in 12 days or even a 10% move in, in a month. And if you have a two for one, a four for one margin, that's 20 to 40% move in one month. And you don't have to worry about options. So if you're not the type of person that's scared of options, then margins will help. If, if, you, if you're okay with options, then I will show you how to use options with consistent rallies that takes place. I think I have one more question here and then I'm going to hand it up. Do earnings play into your seasonality equation? Yes, it does. And we'll be covering that on Thursday because earnings is a huge part. And we will go over that. Uh, believe it or not, sometimes a lot of those earnings uh, would actually help. Okay, so I will show you how to tell that too as well. But again, this is advanced. And, and like I said, a lot of people think they know about seasonality, but I have spent my life, my career in, in trading, studying this stuff out. And again, it's the reason why I don't care about the news. I don't care about what's going on politically. I don't care about all that stuff. All I do is I just watch my own, you know, portfolio of stocks. I call them my customers. And I know which customer is going to pay me this month, which one's going to pay me next month. You can start planning ahead of time and know what you're going to do. That's my time here. But take advantage of it, guys. I see some of you guys already signed up. Excellent. We'll see each other on Thursday. If you have any questions, contact us at info at rightsidetrading.com.